where were we, man? We weren't really anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't get nowhere. My man Jesse's here. What's up, brother? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> so, now, seriously, what's going on? Like, before we get into your background, like, like, what the hell? Um, how do you, like? I just want to know, like, what's your? How do you feel about the, the things that are going on? Events, um, like, we when we spoke a few months ago, things were just starting. I had just started changing directions with my page, and um, I started just aggressively saying that you know this is going to be the, what my page is about from, yeah. from from here on out, and it was the beginning of that. And you and I spoke, and and I just started basically throwing it out there. Like I'm not holding back. I'm not pulling any punches. I'm just throwing out hardcore truth. And if you can yeah. handle it, you handle it. If not, not. So since then, and the events have taken place. What, what have you gotten? Because I know you follow a lot of Q pages, and I know you're, you're 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 on top of this. Where's your head at? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I'm always open. Um, I guess the big thing to me is just uh, trying to find out truth, and uh, I'm always open to all types of information. So. Um, you know, as I'm going into all these topics and whatnot, I'm never go, I'm trying to go into just like, never going into it with biased perception, just trying to figure out the truth. Um, you know, what, who's lying to us and who's not. But, um, you know, man, this whole, like 2020 in general, the whole year, dude, it's been just, uh, it's just, it's been the weirdest thing ever. And uh, like, we're, we're in like the hottest uh, season for like, uh, you know, conspiracy theories or people questioning what's going on. But the weird thing is I was talk, talking to my brother about this, it's like, uh, all this stuff is happening in the world, but I'm also in a position in my personal life, which we'll kind of dive into, where it's almost like, in order for me to be successful right now, I can't allow myself to like be looking, you know, to be distracted uh, by by outside things. You know what I mean? So kind of where I'm at right now is I, I see I see what's going on, I see kind of what's happening, but um, man, it's a, like it'll it'll take you down an emotional roller coaster, man. You know that stuff. It's like you know it'll make you want to figure out and, and fight and. Uh, and figure out what the truth is so like right now it's kind of weird because though I know there's a lot going on um, my like where my time is and like my duty is to is to ask if you know and to you know accomplish my goals so I'm trying to find the balance to like you know staying focused but still kind of listening and knowing you know what what you know what our, our fellow patriots and stuff you know are saying is happening in the world but um I don't know man there, there there's a lot of a lot of shit going on and uh, I, I think Hopefully, I think uh, I, th I think things may get better, but uh, it'll be interesting as we get closer to the election, what starts happening, and if they have any bigger plans. Uh, I'm not sure what, what 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 you think about like the timeline of these events, what you think is happening in the future. You know, that's great that you uh, what you just said is a great um, perspective and viewpoint because I'm sure a lot of people share the exact same sentiment the exact same feeling like i know these things are happening and i know it's crazy and i know that like things aren't the way they seem but i can't allow myself to get caught up in that whole vortex of it because it, i need to i can need to stay on track with what i'm doing and that's i'm sure a lot of people are in that same position and so it's actually good that you're, you're saying that we talk about it because it um it's it's relevant and 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 people don't want to be like they're they don't want to feel like they're they're not paying attention and they're not getting the truth and they're not you know they're not being a patriot or participating but at the same time like this is fucking like hardcore time consuming like heavy duty shit that will consume your world and i can't i can't allow it. and you're this is i mean you are somebody who's perfectly in that position because you are have you know you're hardcore um one of the architects of the azop brand and and that require i mean like you're you're one of three it's like you know prady uh, john and you and that you know that's why i see it i don't know i could be wrong but like you know prady is you know ceo and, and and founder and then you know you know you and john and your your department is the whole um social media marketing the whole uh advertising you know more it's yeah, graphics video i mean like you've got a lot of fucking uh a lot of shit and i'm <laughs> I, I sit there and i'm just like damn this guy he does a lot like you have to take care and you do it like you are on top of everything like you don't miss a beat and it's just it's amazing so i could totally see how you can't allow yourself to be caught up in this you can you know check it in and check it out and you know you see my post and you get your daily intake of it which is good that's all i'm trying to provide it at least get get people updated and in the know but yeah so like yeah i really appreciate you saying that because like people need to hear that and it's it's okay it's not like um it's not like you don't feel guilty about it because people do need to live and we need to can't be consumed by it because then everything falls apart so 
that is, you know, I see all the pages like that too, where I'm just like, wow, I'm like a Gary V even like, I don't even see like Gary V like he used to be like my, you know, my top guy. I don't even look at his shit no more because it's just yeah. so, it's so redundant. And so, and I and listen, nothing against them, but I'm just like, I'm like, how is it that you just keep going on and on about this, like the, the stuff you've been talking about for years that you're not even acknowledging anything and you've got 5 million people that are following you and you're not even remotely going to like participate in anything to help gain people in the right direction. You're just going to keep going about like go to freaking, you know, like self, in, you know, insecurity yeah. complexes and all that shit. So I don't, I'm not saying it against him. I'm just saying like I have zero, I can't even look at his shit because it doesn't apply to what is going to help me. Uh, yeah. I've already jumped in. I'm fully committed to to being that patriot and to to the cause, yeah, yeah. and it's it's consumes me. And at the same time, I gotta freaking you know keep can you you know my business has to freaking survive, and I gotta and I do it. You know, you do it, I do it. Um, so yeah, it's it's a lot, and I'm sure Prady is in the same position. Plus, he's got to be a little bit more of a, a careful on how he he viewpoints his his opinions about things. But he you know when he jumps on, he he definitely you know makes it clear on you know his yeah. con his concerns so now yeah. that that aside like now just breaking it down since you have this opportunity like since you can't focus on that so how do you how do you balance in other words by by, by focusing on azov and building it and and you could tell us what you do with azov because people need to know um and then how you got started uh and then how you just kind of maintain your ability to kind of you know see the truth learn the truth and but not really get sucked into it um how, i mean how, how do you do you just you just you just put the blinders on yeah no i mean you know the biggest um never never searching for the news uh searching for the events that are happening behind the news and that's like a mindset shift a mindset sh mindset shift that a lot of people need to have it's like you don't you never want to look at what's happening on the news or what uh you know, what TMZ reported, what Fox is reporting, what's happening in these riots. You want to look at the events that are taking place behind, you know, behind closed doors. What's actually happening behind those scenes. So to me, man, a lot of the stuff that they push at the news, uh, especially when you dive into it, you know, that's all. It's just entertainment, you know. You know that, that you know that it's a fact that they have an agenda to push. And you can look at uh, the CIA papers, you know, that, that, you know, the CIA papers have been working with the news. That was all the, that's the whole reason, you know, why the news is here. So they're here to push an agenda, and if you know that, you know that when you're watching Fox News, and watching CNN, and watching anything, there's a there's a secret agenda they're trying to push. So I never to get myself. Uh, I think the big thing uh, to kind of balance both is not feeling emotionally invested. You know, not allowing yourself to get emotionally invested into what the news is is uh, showing you. Because you go down Twitter, man, you'll see like the wildest shit. You could go down Twitter and, and think the world is ending. You know what I mean? The amount of retweets and this, people beating up an old woman, all this stuff. But if you don't allow yourself to like kind of feel that emotional stuff and understand that a lot of it is just planned and you kind of look at the events that are taking place behind it, then you kind of have an understanding that, you know what, um, everything is kind of, it looks like it's, you know, we're losing our minds and everything's out of control. But behind the, behind the scenes, I, I see the path and I see what's happening. And you know what? The good guys are in control. You know, like there's things that are happening. We're actually winning. And then the, the, the big thing that always makes me feel safe, man, is like, um, you know, I'm, as, as, a, as a fellow as a fellow Trump supporter, it's like no matter what happens in 2020, Trump is going to win. So in my mind, in my mind, I'm going into this election. Uh, I don't care what happens. Like I, I I'm willing to bet that Trump's going to get reelected. And I really believe that, you know, and I believe uh, the Democrats believe that. And uh, everyone else believes that. So in my mind, it's like, yes, all this is happening. But I already know that in 2020, the Democrats are going to lose. So Trump's already won. In my mind, I'm like, shit, we just got to get through this and we're going to be good. You know, we're still following the right path. So you think that the, I mean, because these are strange times and these are different times where it's like that, like normally saying like, you know, this is happening, but don't pay attention, get emotional. But when you, when it's really happening and like fucking like cities are burning up in flames and it's a fucking legitimate war zone out there and people are dying and yeah. looting, the businesses are getting destroyed. Then it's kind of like hard to, you know, like because it's, it's really hard to just like not pay attention or acknowledge that or get caught up emotionally in it because of the damage, the damage that it's causing and what how it's tearing this country apart. Is I mean, like, is an election going to um, just make that all go away or just change the economy? I mean, obviously, we certainly do need that election to go and 
in Trump's uh, to, to favor. But the only thing that would prevent that from happening is if they legitimately like fucking just rigged the election, cheated and fucking, um, you know, were able to pull it off on a swindle. And since everybody's aware of that and since everybody's like knows that that's what they're trying to do with the mail-in voting ballots, then it's going to be a real hard thing to have Biden fucking win the election because it's just about is as lopsided as it could pot. It's more of a lopsided election than it was for Hillary against fucking Trump. And she was a fucking lopsided oh. favorite. Have you heard that theory that um, uh, that uh, that Biden is actually not the, the candidate? That yeah. it's all set up for him to fall down and Hillary to try to run again? Yeah. Yeah. So who knows, man? That'd be interesting if that happens. And well, not like, man, the, the audacity, but I, who knows? She may do it. No, I don't think he, he for her to run because she'll never win on a running. But I think it's set up for him to um, be the president and then have be the in other words, have him uh, be removed as president from his mental health and then have the vice president become the the, uh, the president. Yeah. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah OK, so then like yeah, he was. No, no, I've actually never heard of that one. I heard someone saying that that literally that uh, they know Biden has no chance. <laughs> and that the the uh, the person they're hoping that the pres the presidential candidate of the Democrats won is Hillary Clinton. They're kind of just setting him up. They're going to put him out there. He's going to, I guess, expose himself. Something's going to happen. He's, he's going to have but, a terrible campaign, and they're going to push Hillary up there. Something. Oh, like so wait, it's terrible. So you're saying before voting takes place, he's going to step away, and yeah, she's going to yeah. step forward. There, there, there's going to be stuff that comes out about him, I guess, because we haven't even really got to like the dirty things, and I don't know anything about him. But allegedly, as we go through this campaign, they're saying that he's just going to get lit up. Um, whatever, I guess, the Republicans have on him, he's just going to get lit up that uh, Hillary Clinton is going to come in and save the day. There's really nothing to say about Biden. Like, they, yeah. there's really, like, there's nothing to say. It's like he says it all himself. And you just basically say to yourself, I don't care if you were like, if you really even like the, the biggest criminal on earth or or not, like you are literally just not on planet earth. So there's no way that any population is, unless they're just thoroughly, thoroughly blinded and in hatred that they don't care. Um, even this, this hardcore liberals that are like, I can't vote for this guy. Like I wish I, I could, but I can't. Like this guy is literally not on the planet. So like. For him to win, it would have to be rigged. But I was thinking exactly, or the the word was that he was going to have whoever his his vice president was going to be was the one that they were really um, uh, putting in for the presidency. And they were thinking yeah. um, Michelle Obama or Mike Obama. They were um, yeah. they were going to have Mike Obama be the vice president and then become the president. Now, if Hillary joined him as a vice president then that would be exactly what they were trying to pull off yeah but i think it's just too obvious so the only way to, to make this happen is to um to, to rig it and then remove him once he's in but yeah it's, makes sense. or i mean fuck i mean it's like the, to me the election is not even something to debate it's not like there's no read there's nothing but i don't want to be wrong because we could always be overconfident but there's really nothing to discuss as far as anybody else uh continuing with this country besides trump like you have to just like at least come to the grips with that and the country will they'll i mean they'll they'll put him back in so it's not really the concern um, so like, but now, you know, all the stuff that's going on that, 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 you know, we'll, we'll get into that. So, uh, back to you. Um, so now like you're, tell me about me, like, like, as far as I see it, you are the freaking, you're, you're the social media director, you're the art, uh, uh, creative director, marketing director. What else are you with as yeah. yeah. Well, I, I guess uh, to, to sum it up, to make it super, super simple for people to understand and to kind of give you the picture of what we think at, at assets. What my, what my job is at Asset is to build a uh, loyal tribal community uh, and to be able to do that, at, to be able to make that into thousands of thousands of people. So like the big picture, I do all these, all these small things, but what I'm really trying to do is to build a huge tribal community of people that uh, love Asset, that we love, that are like family, and that we can really connect to and help change their lives. So that's like the big picture of what I'm supposed to do at Asset what my mission is and below that is multiple things right like creating all the content creating video reaching out to influencers creating for influencer campaign uh social media marketing you know customer engagement so there's all these multiple small things but to kind of sum it up that's what my mission is is, is to create a tribe around uh, as to be able to tap into people and to be able to help change lives at a, at a thousands and thousands of people at a big level like that
Well, I mean, I'm in the tribe, and I feel like family. A lot of, a lot of good stuff that, that's been going on. I've kind of basically been in since the beginning of it. All right, so let's take it back to how you started as of, but prior to that, a little bit of the origins. Uh, D1, um, a basketball player, you break your freak, you break your leg, and now you're sidelined, and like your life now completely uh, changes. You hit rock bottom. Tell me about that. You know, my whole life I wanted to play for, uh, professional basketball. So my whole life, my dad told me, he was like, listen, son, if you want to do this, you dedicate every single moment of your life to trying to make that happen, you know, and we'll support you. It doesn't matter what you do, how long it takes. If you really want to do that, we'll support you and try to make it happen. So that was my whole life. I played college basketball. Uh, following that path, I ended up playing college basketball at University of Richmond and in, in a school in West Virginia called uh, Salem. While I was at Salem University, I uh, tore my ACL. And that was a big moment for me because, you know, tearing your ACL is like, uh, it's one of the worst things that could happen to you as a basketball player. But one of the things that helped me uh, as a basketball player, looking back at it now, was that I, um, I never thought of myself just as a basketball player. I thought of basketball as an avenue for me to get to, you know, my ultimate goal. And so while I was sidelined, and honestly, now that I'm looking back at it throughout my whole life, I realized that I was picking up small little skill sets or at least diving into them and being curious. And so when I tore my ACL, uh, it allowed me to kind of dive into those skill sets that I was curious about or that I'd kind of picked up along the way. It allowed me to dive into them a little bit more. And that's kind of when I, when I, when I dove a little bit deeper into the world of like uh, e-commerce and on, you know, online business. And so as I was doing my rehab, you know, I was reading some more stuff and diving a little bit deeper. Then I came back uh, from my junior year season and I was like, you know, super pumped to try to come back after tearing my ACL. And uh, midway through the season, I realized that I could, you know, I just wasn't there, man. Like, I, I did my rehab like a psycho, man. Like, you know, like I moved to New Jersey. I, I, I moved, I moved to New Jersey and uh, moved in there, and I was, I was uh, going to rehab every single day. You know, paying for rehab there. I would walk to the my, my rehab ther therapy, come back, walk back just to save money. So, so I was super, I was super uh, invested in it, man. I really. I was super, uh, you know, like psycho about trying to trying to be a pro. At it. Was the NBA in your, your dream at that yeah, time? Yeah. The, M the NBA. So the NBA was always uh, in my, you know, that was always my goal. So you know, if, I, if I'm going to do it, I might as well try to reach the highest level. That was my mindset. Midway through my se my season a after my ACL um, rehab, I realized that like, dude, I was playing at maybe 60 percent, 50, 60 percent wow. of my ability. And, and every time I would run, every time I would, I, would, I could never jump off my right leg. Every time I'd try to run and like stop, it, it would feel all, uh, wobbly, man. And so it was a terrible experience. I'd have to like take um, hell, just a shit ton of like Tylenol, almost like drug myself to be able to play a game uh, without pain, you know, hella pre-workout to try to, you know, get the stims uh, in, my, in my body. And so I remember it was, it was, uh, it was around December and, uh, and the, girl, the girl I was dating at the time was, uh, was visiting uh, was visiting at my school and I was sitting there in my dorm room and I was like I remember thinking I was like dude you know what man like what happens if like uh like next year comes back and I don't and my knee like isn't better what happens then my quote you know what's is uh what am I gonna do like what happens if am I gonna go back home I'm gonna uh you know go work with my, my brother and my dad or is that what I want to do and I remember that that's kind of when I started thinking about all right listen you've kind of built these skill sets maybe it's start time to like start looking into maybe uh, using them. And so I remember I was sitting there and I was like, you know what, let me reach out to, uh, let me see if I can find someone to kind of uh, do some work with. And uh, I actually want to make a YouTube video uh, over this topic, which is how to land a job. In yeah. College. And uh, uh, yeah, because I want to kind of show people exactly what I did to do it, but to you know, kind of put it in audio. What I did was I went to uh, angel, angellist.com. I believe that's what it was called. Yeah. Angel well, let me ask you a question real quick. What were these skills that you were kind of picking up as you were going yeah. along? What were you dabbling in? But you know, like e-commerce, yeah. what were you doing? Yeah. So uh, a couple of things I tell everyone uh, they should dabble in is uh, well, the basics. One, photography, videography. I started that. That was actually the first thing I picked up, which was in high school. That was the first skill set that I dove into was uh, taking photos and a little bit of video. Uh, and then the next thing I moved into was uh, copywriting. So understanding how to write. So what copywriting is for people, because a lot of people don't know that. Sometimes people just say copywriting. No one really knows what that means. For copywriting for people who uh, don't know what that is, is that's uh, people actually get paid to write emails. Uh, people get paid to write Instagram captions. People get paid to write tweets. People get paid to write the words on a website. So basically that's what copywriting is. Any words that are being sent out or that are on a website that a company can make money off of, people get paid to do that. So I dove into that in email marketing, getting understand, understanding of that. 
Um, I was always into persuasion and trying to figure out how to be a good communicator, how to persuade people. That's actually something that's very, very important in marketing, which I realize is almost like if, if you understand persuasion, you can understand marketing pretty damn good. Uh, another skill set is uh, Facebook ads, right? E-commerce, a lot of it is built off of Facebook ads. Um, so you were, you were building, you were building, you were building all this while you were doing basketball rehab, right? You were yeah, yeah, you were rehabbing no, the no. ACL and just reading stuff, looking at videos, yeah. going and learning about this, dabbling in that. That's what you were doing. Exactly, exactly. And uh, now, now the the one skill sets that I would say uh, that I've been doing over the years, over time, the biggest one would probably be uh, an understanding, uh, an understanding of persuasion and communication. Um, and honestly, I'll be real. I kind of fell into that uh, because I wanted to know what was the best way to, to, to hit on girls. And honestly, like, you, you realize all these pickup artists because if you can understand, you know, that's something a lot of guys struggle with. But if you can understand how to, like, talk to women and shit like that, you can understand a lot about persuasion. So I don't know how young I was. It was years ago, maybe middle school or something like that. I was like, you know what, let me figure out how, like, what's the best way to, to talk to girls? Like, how do, like, how do the real guys do it? Like, the older men, like, how, what, what do they do? And so I remember diving into that. And I guess around middle school is when I kind, of, it, I kind of started diving into like the mind and persuasion. And then I started studying like the way uh, leaders speak, right? So the way CEOs persuade, the way uh, companies persuade in their writing and their typing and their images and stuff like that. And, that's, and, and then um, uh, while I was in college, 2016, I got into the persuasion of, uh, of elections. So that's when I got into like uh, understanding how Trump persuades people through his voice, through his styles of deals and stuff like that. And a guy that I really uh, looked up to and followed was a guy by the name of Scott Adams, who uh, I believe he was the first guy to, to uh, say that Trump was going to win the 2016 election uh, publicly. And he said it purely off of persuasion tactics alone. The guy's a liberal. And so uh, I started diving into that guy's blog every single day. And this guy was talking about how Trump is using persuasion to win. And uh, that dude, that right there really, really uh, triggered my mind. And that kind of led me down the rabbit hole of uh, trying to uh, find a way to kind of mix persuasion into everything I do. So persuasion into photography, persuasion into videography, persuasion into copyright, persuasion into Facebook ads. You know, so that's uh, that, to me, the biggest skill set I've learned is a little bit about persuasion. So that's your, like, your, like in other words, everything you're doing, you're incorporating those um skills or those like strategies in a picture in, in an ad yeah. in a video like how am i going to push the button to get somebody yeah. to feel this emotion to, to get them to have the urge the impulse to take action that's sick dude yeah. that's like yeah. that's real deal like that's the upper level yeah. shit yeah there's this book by the guy by this doctor uh, dr robert cialdini the book is called influence um and, and basically one of the quotes he says in there is attention is influence influence is persuasion Right. So mm -hmm. if you could just get people's attention, so you have to think about every, if everything you do, if you're trying to just capture someone's attention, once you have an attention, that's influence. Right. So anytime any you and I, you and I doing this podcast, when we post this out there, someone's going to watch it. That's attention. Attention mm -hmm. is influence. If they watch it and they resonate with it, then, oh, shit. Oh, like I, I get it. And once you have uh, and once you, once you have influence over someone, you know, you have power to kind of like, to kind of uh, dictate what they think. And in a way, that's kind of what Trump did, uh, you know, during his whole campaign. Uh, if you kind of look at it, he was just trying to buy himself attention because he knows that attention is influence. Now he's on every single uh, CNN, Fox News and stuff like that. And people are just giving him attention. Now he has the ability to influence, mm -hmm. you know, and we could really influence people like that. And you're getting all this free attention. You can really persuade them. That's the whole. That's the whole concept behind social media and social media marketing. Exactly. Build your audience. Once you have a loyal following, then everything you say and do, you have the platform now to uh, guide and, and, and influence their yeah. their decisions or their you know what they're going to do next. Yeah. Once, once you gain their trust, so so that's yeah. that's pretty impressive. So like you were doing that, not you, you were realizing it, but you weren't realizing like how it was really going to be applied in the future because you didn't have a yeah. job yet and you didn't you've never done you had no experience at all you were just yeah. you were just curiously like like in, in exploring it and and figuring that it was going to be useful in your life no matter what you did in life it would be useful exactly. so now then how did like the the whole video uh photography kind of like start to, to get a little bit more serious while you were uh doing all the other stuff with e-commerce rehabbing the basketball like how yeah, did that yeah. start taking off i uh, kind of think of people a background I first got into photography when i was like freshman in high school School. And that was honestly because of Instagram. I saw those dope Instagram photos. I remember I saved up, man, to buy myself. It was like a $2,000 camera. 
<laughs> I was, I wanted, if I was like, dude, I'm gonna get the best of the best, fucking going all that, bought myself a nice camera. So I got real into photography. Then uh, when I tore my ACL, I got into videography and vlogs. So I started making a rehab ACL clips, right? Or daily or weekly vlogs, that type of thing. And that's when I started realizing, I was like, oh, wait a second, dude, like, I'm, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty damn good at this. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty decent at this for kind of just diving into it. YouTube? But, uh, you were putting them on YouTube? Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, I used to make at, daily vlogs. You what were you, you what were you using to edit and um, shoot on? You were shooting on your camera, your two thousand dollar camera. You were you were shooting video yeah. on it. Yeah, I was shooting on the camera that I saved up for. I was uh, doing editing on Adobe Premiere. My brother and I were sharing an account, and this was how I first. This is how this skill set uh, kind of translates into assets because because this was when I first time I ever used Adobe Premiere. So the first time I used Adobe Premiere was on the very first vlog I ever made, uh, my first ACL vlog. And that was like the first time I was just on YouTube, whatever I saw, I do it. Whatever I saw, I try to just do, do, do. And so those vlogs were my initial, like, you know, get my feet wet into a premiere. Because, you know, premiere's a big shit, you know, that's put on the rabbit hole there and kind of get confused. So I, I, I didn't know this, but, you know, as I was making my vlogs, I, had, I was building the skill set of understanding how to shoot content, understanding how to edit it, understanding the uh, hottest, you know, the hottest trends, the best the best uh, way people color grade their films, what's in, what's not, how to actually, you know, different camera movements, how to do in-camera transitions. Like, this is stuff that I was already picking up just off of diving in there and making my little vlogs that, uh, you know, as of when I ended up coming over as if I already had all this uh, this time and this uh, practice that it allowed me to kind of do that 10 times better. And I'm still, I'm still a beginner. You know, I'm going to say I'm still a beginner, right? <laughs> but <laughs> I, I'd say I'm still a beginner because to me, I still feel like it. Cause I'm still learning today. But, today you feel you saying at this moment in time, you feel like you're a beginner. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to still say I'm in the, I'm in the upper beginner levels. That's pretty, that's I, impressive. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in the, uh, I got three, three uh, little marks on my white belt, right? I haven't moved over to the next one. Yeah. I mean, that's humbling, very humbling because like, I definitely view you as like a pro now. I mean, f over this last year, I mean, I've seen your progression. I've seen like, like how like much more and how professional like your, your stuff is. So to say you're a beginner, but uh, you know what? I kind of, I kind of share that same mindset no matter what I do in life, I always feel like I have so much more to learn no matter how far along I get. And, um, you know, even if when I was, you know, professional poker player or, you know, this or acting or anything, I've always felt like I'm just starting, like I'm just scratching the surface, even though it could have been years and a lot of work and a lot of hours. But so you're probably going to be saying that for no matter how far you go, you're still going to feel like that, uh, that you have so much more because you'll probably see other stuff and things uh, that you, you need to learn that you want to improve on. So, I mean, if yeah. you're the beginner, like I feel like I'm the super beginner because like I feel like you're, you're the guy I always go to for, for, yeah. um, uh, for help and for, to, to learn. So... Yeah. No, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll let you know when I got it. Like, if you told me about like, uh, like, hey, like basketball specific training, uh, I, I think I'm the best uh, like person in the world at, at my age. If I, if you told me, hey, you can train someone at purely basketball, like something like just because I did that my whole life, I have all the years and experience. But there's, you know, still with this, like, you know, there comes a point when you know, like, okay, I know my shit. Yeah, it's like, like ten I'm, years. I'm yeah, I'm like, I'm good at this shit. And I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. But. No, I say yeah. ten years is what it needs to become a master at any craft. Yeah. Min, you know, minimum ten years you got to be to call yourself some kind of master at it. I don't even know. Like, do you have a title? You just said I'm the tribe builder. Like, do you have a title that has? I mean, I think you're the social media marketing director, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you want to put a title, I got uh, social media um, uh, marketing and. Um, That's where and, you live. Uh, customer. But the next thing I'm moving into, which is. Which should be pretty exciting, and I'm hope I'm you know hoping uh, I can knock this down. You know, the one thing we never moved moved into during my first year at Asif was uh, influencers, uh, reaching out to influencers, building an influencer team. So this uh, this month I'm gonna reach into kind of building Asif or official Asif influencers, which is a whole another world. So my job right now is to create this whole uh, campaign plan over how you know find some good influencers that love us, that we love them, that we could actually uh, you know build relationships with. And it's honestly I'm trying to build uh, one of the best influencer programs but nice. i'm just getting started you know in order to get there like this is just the first run so it's going to be a lot of work it's we've never done it before so i'm kind of uh i'm, I'm excited for it but i'm also a little you know, 
Overwhelm. It's going to be overwhelming because you got all the other stuff to deal with. You still got to make daily content on the page. You still got to do your, your yeah. You still got to do what you're doing, which is a lot of work. because you definitely are someone who does think outside the box, and you've even mentioned it. Like it's growing up, you were just that type of guy that was always trying to find other angles of getting around things and other ways of approaching it. And you could see it in in your work because you you're, you're trying unorthodox uh, ways of doing things. And sometimes you know they super home runs, and sometimes they just fizzle out. But it's the same thing. You're thinking outside the box. You're not just saying, all right, how much do we got to pay for this guy? How much do we got to pay for that guy? You're, you're trying to work out a th ways of getting it done for like basically no out-of-pocket costs, but still have them win and you win at the same time. And yeah. that's the persuasion comes in and all that other stuff that you were still working on is, is still being applied. And it will always be applied to persuasion. You know, because that's a big thing. You never want somebody to feel like the best persuasion is when somebody doesn't feel like they got cheated. Right. So at the end of the day, you need to be able to provide value, but it's your job to figure out how to how to make people understand the lowest cost way, but the best value us that we're giving you. Like this is the way we should go. You know. Nice. So let me get real quick now. You uh, how you got as off because I like the story. It's a good story. Um, so now you're tell me about like you know like because I just like hearing it. How, like what? How did you get the as off job? Let's just t tell me how uh, that yeah. happened. I love to hear that story. Yeah. Yeah. So I was sitting in the uh, I was sitting in the in my dorm room uh, in college uh, with the girl that I was dating at the time. And um, I remember sitting there in my bed and I was like, you know, I'm gonna start reaching out to some people. So I went on angellist.com. Angellist.com, for people who, who don't know this, is a uh, website that has a bunch of different startups that are on there that are looking to hire people. I had no idea about this, but I found this website. When I was on this website, I typed in marketing remote. And I found all these different companies that were you know, looking for people to hire for marketing jobs. But I found an asset on there. When I found Asif, I, I went to the company's page, went to their website, clicked it, saw what they were about, read about them, well, I saw them on Instagram, checked out their page as well. Like, okay, yeah, dude, this is the company. When I, when I found Asif and I realized that this is the company that I wanted to reach out to, you'll see on AngelList that they have a, uh, they have a little spot that says how many people have applied to it. I didn't have a, call, I didn't have a resume. I didn't, you know, I didn't plan on ever making a resume. Right. So what I did was, um, this is one of the YouTube videos that I'm going to make. Is I'm going to tell, show people how to. Uh, so uh, what, what I did was I I found the owner, right? So went on their website, found the owner, and I went to the owner's page. I sent them in a straight DM. First line I put was business inquiry. The reason why I put that was because uh, a lot of people get a bunch of DMs, even on the asset page. You, you get DMs all the time. Hey, I was wondering if or hey, how are you doing? Is it okay? or hey, oh, hey, what's up? Is it okay if I do this? And so as you're kind of scrolling, if your person gets a bunch of DMs, you're gonna kind of just gonna skip through these. But if you see uh, just two words, business inquiry, and nothing else, then that's gonna catch your attention. So that, that was my method, and I sent that, and I sent it to uh, some to Brady, and I told him, hey, listen, I'd love to work with you, this and that, and this is what I can offer. I'd love to hop on a call, anything, anything, uh, you know, you got, please let me know. And I told him, I was like. You know, I didn't want to send in the application. I wanted to go to the man. I wanted to go straight to the man himself. You know, so that was my way of saying, like, listen, like, you know, all these other applicants. You know, that's okay. I just want to talk to you. I'm going straight to the source. Let's let's talk business. And so that ended up working out in my favor. And I think we hopped, hopped on a call. I don't know if it was the next day or two days uh, later. And that's kind of how the initial relationship started. So you uh, skipped you, you skipped the whole application process on Angel Investor. You just got his name and said, well, how do I get in touch with this guy directly? I'm skipping all these, uh, you know, the resume and filling this out and submitting it. I'm going to just directly contact the owner and see if I can set a meeting up and not even send yeah. him a piece of paper. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, exactly. And you know what's crazy is I reached out to another uh, company, uh, uh, Four Sigmatic, which they're actually pretty big. I think they're in Whole Foods and all this stuff. I reached out to their owner. Uh, I did the same thing to him. He, he was actually the first guy I reached out to. And I thought, I was like, dude, there's no way Four Sigmatic, the CEO of Four Sigmatic is going to <laughs> reach out to me. And the dude reached out to me back in DM. And I would, we were talking back and forth in DM. Wow. You know, but nothing fully, nothing fully came out of it. But that's just, you know, like I really want people to know the power that like I reached out to multiple, multiple CEOs, right? One of them from a pretty big company at that time, Four Sigmatic. And that dude re responded back to me the same day. How many, right. how many did you reach out to? Uh, I think in total, uh, really low number. It was like five. Wow. Because as it, as, as it happened, like, like quick. Wow. So remember, yeah. And it happened quick as it was like, I don't know. I can't remember if it was the same day or very next day, but at the very max I reached out to was uh, five. And the reason why I want to make this YouTube video is because I showed one of my friends the strategy as well. 
who, um, who uh, he kind of dove into marketing for the first time. I tried to teach him a little bit of everything I, I know. And then I showed him the strategy that I use on AngelList and he was able to land a job in the same week as well. And now he has really? his own little marketing agency. So it's just like, to me, honestly, it's a little hack that maybe it could work for other people. Uh, Cause you know, instead of going off to college and trying to like wait for a job and all this, you know, there's a, there's another way out there that you could kind of learn about business and join a startup, which maybe, which I believe is better for you. If you want to really understand business that not a lot of people are doing and it's purely off of Instagram straight to the CEO. Let me ask you now. So now when you sent Prady and these guys, your, the DM business inquiry, you know, you showed your interest in the company. What did you say as far as like what you had credential wise with that, that you didn't want to hand in a resume, but you wanted to let them know that you were qualified, but you really weren't because you hadn't, you never worked at all. Like this, like you had no experience. So how did you get around that hurdle? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, now, another thing people need to tell, and now this is just getting a job. You actually have to, one, believe that you could, you can, uh, you can help the company. But on top of that, I, so I wasn't going into it. I wasn't going out there like fully dead. Obviously, my knowledge of marketing, social media is much more now than it was then. Right. But I, I had an understanding, you know what I mean? And that's why I tell people right now in high school, if you're middle school, build skill sets, build them, build them, build them. Because you could do what I did much, much sooner. Right, but I at least had, and this is why I'm so thankful that I built my life this way without ever, ever, ever really knowing it. I'm, I'm so thankful I had these understandings of uh, digital and persuasion and copywriting and, and uh, Facebook ads and stuff that, uh, that I've had the confidence enough to really ask. So I, you know, I knew uh, even I knew that uh, at day one I could, I could uh, at least provide value at the very least uh, at the very least on so on uh, Instagram like great content, good photos, you know. Um, videos and stuff like that so at the very least i could provide that but you, you at least want to have a, a skill set that you're comfortable in that you believe you can provide value then the type of message you want to reach out to is hey uh, business inquiry hey um hey jb um my name is jessica staccaccio i'm down here in south texas i'm reaching out to you because i saw your uh i saw you had a um, an offering on angelist.com um, I don't, I don't really believe in sending in an application. I believe if you really want something, you go straight to the man himself. So that's, so this is why I'm sending you this message. I'd like to talk to you about how to provide value to your company. I'm a copywriter I've, and this is, I'm a copywriter from South Texas. I've worked with this, this, and this, or I've done this, or if you haven't done anything, I'm a copywriter from South Texas and I'm willing to work, work for you for free for two weeks to show you exactly what I can bring. And then after, at the end of those two weeks, we can talk some, uh, we can talk some numbers. I'm hope I'm happy to, you know, looking forward to hearing to what you have to say. Boom. Boom. Done. I'll work for free for two weeks. You decide if you, if I got what yeah. it takes. That's like, how yeah. do you just, that's, that's, that's it. You just put it out there. Like, and that's yeah. what you did. You said, I'll, I'll do it for two weeks and test, you can test me out and pray. Yeah. like, all right, I'll give you two weeks. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And what, you know, what really helped me as well is I think, uh, you know, this that's why I tell people as well is if you have a YouTube channel, if you want to start a YouTube channel, if you want to do anything showcasing some sort of skill you have, do it and put it on Instagram because um, when you reach out to these CEOs, when you try, when you reach out to people, you have to realize that your re your resume, if you're not gonna, if you're gonna go this route, right, which is what I recommend, but you could also go the applicant route. You can do both, right? You can absolutely do both. I just happen to have success doing one. But if you go this way, then your resume becomes the balls you have to go straight to the CEO, the balls you have to tell them that looking forward to your call, this is my schedule, let's talk this week, and the balls you have and all the content that you've created on, on your Instagram page. And that's really like, that's super powerful because if you have a couple thousand followers and they see that, oh shit, okay, so he's, this guy um, is an Instagram marketer. Okay, I actually see what he does. I see his following. I see what he produces here. That's far better than reading a resume and seeing your work experience. If you could actually see someone's portfolio right there on their Instagram page, that's that's gonna uh, help help sell them. So I think that's what helped me because on my profile, uh, Pretty saw that I was a college basketball player, um, and so he knew that uh, he knew like the dedication it takes in sports to get to that level. So uh, he believed in my in his mind that okay, if a kid can make it, you know, D one playing uh, basketball, then he, he has it. He has the mentality to be able to make it in you know, market. So that's nice. Nice. And then he just clicked on your profile. Obviously, that's what they're going to do. They're going to click on your profile. And then he goes to your page. And then what is on your page? Uh, you had a, a lot of followers that you had, you know, had like, I don't know, maybe 10,000 yeah, plus. I, I had my... I had my vlog content at the time, right? So I had uh, those videos, those little vlog videos that I had made. I had that on there. 
Um, I had uh, my college basketball things on there. But, uh, yeah, I think the, the, the main thing, honestly, that, that uh, really stands out is um, just sending him the message, uh, you know, straight away. I think that, that that's that's the best thing. Did anyone so else straight- Did anyone else send him a message like that? Or were you, like, you uh, the only one? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I believe uh, I believe we get now that we're now that we're really really growing. I believe we get a, a lot more people looking for for interns and our internships and things like right. that. Right, but back but, then, uh, back then when they were just a startup and he people were yeah, sending was, they were sending yeah. applications on Angel Investor and he probably had yeah. stacks of those to go through. And but you yeah, exactly. stepped away and you went through the uh, the direct route. And so then yeah. it's it. You got you 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 get you get your foot in the door. You got that. He tested you out and um like so then like what did you do like that in the beginning for, to to really sell yourself those first two weeks. So like I, immediately when I see their when I see all uh, ASOS Instagram page, he was just pretty, you know, doing everything. You know, he didn't have the ability, he didn't have the ability to shoot epic photos. So, I saw uh, I saw those shots, those early shots. They were yeah, they were just you know. And, but everything that they that Prady has done, he didn't give a shit about how it, he just exactly. did it. He just threw it up against the wall. When he was even shooting uh, in, in millennial podcast recordings, they, they the recordings were horrible. Like they were shooting out uh, on in, in the wind in the freaking in, in places that with terrible audio. They didn't know what they were doing, but they just said fuck it, let's just keep yeah. doing it. And we'll learn. And and it's like you just that's that's what you did. And then they got you on board. And then uh, so. You started. You figured you could. You could definitely start adding some stuff. So he just said, "Here, take the page. You're in control. You run the page for the next uh, two weeks. You post the content." Like he trusted yeah. you for that. Yeah, yeah. So we we started we started a couple ways, and then we also uh, kind of went into uh, like a couple of Facebook ads. Um, and so yeah, we we're, we're diving into Facebook ads and trying to trying to be uh, successful on there. And dude, now that I'm now that I'm talking, trying to remember it at this moment, I don't exactly remember. Like what what you a, did? It's been, a, it's been a crazy two years. Well, right? is it two years? And that's like like you you were like hard. Two years. Yeah, you're right. December. Right, December of 2018, going into 2019, and then just yeah. came around uh, the first year, just completed, and within that year, man, what a freaking yeah. a, a major like growth spurt. Yeah. But um, so now I think I even think probably like every six months, it seems like Azoth probably kind of changes their their kind of like Instagram image or their Instagram style and approach, and you know you run with it for for you know like it used to be like you know you had the same image and the same style where it was like the quotes every day and how they were structured and how they were presented. It was uniform yeah. and it was in a pattern that was in exact. Um, and then you switch it up. You got to have the, the balls to change things because nothing stays the same. And now you're, when you're going to change it again, when you go into this influencer uh, campaign. So, yeah. And, yeah. And I felt the same way about mine, like where I was like, I was doing the same thing, like just staying on, on course. And then I was like, all right, now I got to start changing, just kind of like getting new, fresh ideas and stuff out there. And now I'm, you know, my shit's all, all you're not all over the place because it has a theme. It's the great awakening theme, but I don't really, I'm not worried about how the actual page itself is, is uniform. Yeah. That's like, whatever the content is, I feel it's going to have the most impact. It's going on, yeah. whether it's a quote, yes. whether it's a video, whether it's, you know, anything, a, a news, uh, print or something so i had to like you know break away from just being so rigid in one dimension you got to be able to 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 explore other options so um yeah, yeah so now you basically he hit it out of the park and um then you just you just ran with it and, and, and he hired you and that was it right like he's like you're, yeah. you're my guy and now you got yeah, a job yeah. you got a real geal job yeah so we, we met up i mean well, here's the thing people have to realize man i still put in the work for free for a while like I was, I was running the Instagram page and stuff like that for, I want to say, man, I, I want to say like, honestly, uh, like a hundred days. What? Like three months? Yeah. 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 And so, and so here's the thing, because we had like a three month, I, now that I'm remembering, I can't remember exactly what the setup was. 90 day trial period. Like a, yeah. Because we had a really, really big goal that we were trying to hit, um, uh, my, my friends and I. And so I believe it was like a, a period like that. And over time, uh, my friends, my other two friends were were helping me out and they kind of fell off because they're a little bit older. One had a job, one was a, had his own photography business. So they kind of fell off and ended up just being me. And so I was in school. I was still kind of had basketball practice and stuff like this. I, I didn't drop, I didn't drop out yet. Remember I was still playing basketball at the time. So um, when I was doing this work, I was playing basketball. I was doing practice, uh, you know, shit like that. But uh, when I- Did you ask for uh, your price before you started? Like, listen, if you like me, this is what I'm looking to get as a salary. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I think I said, uh, dude. Honestly, I, here's another funny story. Another thing that uh, that helped me was having balls and like believing how much you're worth. So I, I think when when I, when Craig and I first talked, um, what my what I what my friends and I asked for was uh, for 300k 
100K each uh, salary. And Brady was like, laugh out loud, asking for like Wall Street salaries to, to start off. He goes, I love it, big balls. But he was like, nah, nah you know, let's let, no, let's let, let's talk first. You know, shit like that. I love you know, the balls, know. but it's not going to happen, guys. Yeah, yeah. But, but here's the thing, dude. Like, here's another thing. I always tell people, it's like, uh, you just got to have the balls. You got to have the balls, you know what I mean? Because um, people want to hire people who they believe um, are going to stand up for what they believe in. Because if they believe in the company, then they're always going to fight, you know, for the company. And so they, you know, they, they like to see that. So you said, listen, I'm look, I'm on a hundred thousand. My salary is my. I'm looking for a hundred thousand. I'll prove yeah. it, and you you decide if I'm worth it or not. So I I worked um, hard for three for ninety days for a hundred days. You worked yeah, hard. For, yeah, no, I was in college, so it wasn't like I was losing anything. You know, that, that's another thing people have to realize. I wasn't losing anything. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, if I would have worked for ninety days and credit would have said, "Don't want you," I would have had ninety days of understanding uh, how to you know social media for a company. That's ninety days of knowledge that I didn't have for free. So that was another uh, big, that's, that's, I mean, that's always still a big thing for me uh, today is that I'm just learning so much at Azif uh, every single day. Uh, every single day I learn. And to me, going into this was that it was, the, the big thing was about knowledge and being with the team and being in a situation where every single day I'm going to be learning from, uh, by growing this company with some guys who've, who've been really successful in the past. And to me, that's, uh, that's far better than any what any uh, classroom could teach me because it's challenging, you know, challenging every single day and every single week. And you actually feel the pressure. And to, and to me about like the big difference, uh, you know, why you can never relate school and uh, theory to actually doing it is the pressure and the stress. Like you just can't, when you have it fit on you and you have to like do the work, it's totally different than sitting in a classroom trying to think about like how to do this and that. Totally yeah. different. By the time we actually made a contract in place, um, I, I had the confidence that day that, that I was able to help. Oh yeah, after after ninety days, he had the confidence because he was like, oh, "Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna call you." So, you know what I mean? But that's just the type of mindset you have to uh, believe in yourself and uh, what what you're worth because that gives you confidence to uh, you know step up to the plate and uh, do things that other people may think are crazy. Nice. So now, where do you see yourself? Like here with Azoth, like you definitely like you're 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 the top dog in there now. This company could be tremendous. Are you? Uh, is, does this equity fall into that? Because I, you know, I'm not not even saying, but like like future. Like, do you, what else do you see yourself uh, doing besides building Azoth or or building it to the to the greatest thing and and being actually you know one of the top guys, guys CEO or like executives in it? Like, where do you see yourself? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, our goals always to be. Uh in the new york stock exchange so uh to be the first supplement company to be traded like that so mm. i'd like to i'd like to stick through all the way you know what i mean that to me that's that's the big goal that's something nobody has done so that's uh you know i'm i'm in it for the long run you know i'm in it for the i really believe in it and all of us do as well and i think that's what makes it so special is that uh you have guys that are like willing to sacrifice uh you know everything for it it's very hard to find that so um, like I've always told Freddie, uh, it's like, look, I'm in it, I'm in it for good. I dropped out of school for this. I'm not going back. I uh, rechanged my life. Uh, yeah, nice. man. So that, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful yeah. because like you're basically saying there's no guessing, there's no you know, there's no looking over here, looking over there. I am one hundred percent committed thoroughly. You got my blood, sweat, and tears. I know what this is gonna be. Uh, I'm happy to be here. I trust you, you trust me. We're a family now. We're gonna build this together and we're gonna reap the rewards. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah, think you exactly. and I think you made the right decision. I mean I you're with the right guy, you know, like you, yeah, you're in the right place, doing the right thing with the right mindset, the right head on your shoulders. That's a, you know, it's a great friggin', you know. I, I mean, I've heard your story, and I just like hearing it. And uh, it's just, it's just a good one. It's a really, it's a really good uh, story that people can gain a lot from. That could, that, uh, any, uh, tons of different types of walks of life could, can pull stuff out of that. So I mean, I freaking, I like hearing it. So Appreciate where are that. we? Because uh, we that that pretty much was the episode. I think we got your story. <laughs> um, so is, I mean, anything you want to talk about as far as like uh, New World Order stuff or uh, anything? Because it seems like you know you know you're not trying to get involved in, in in all that. And I and I I like I said I respect that and I and I admire it because there's a lot of people that are in the same boat. Um, so uh, if you, if it's, that's because I mean I've I've had other people on here that that are kind of like they're into it and they're all about you know you know being the truth sharers, but they don't want to consider the possibility that maybe um you know maybe it's maybe the q thing
thing. Maybe Trump is not even uh, on our side because they're like, I can't even consider that. It would just destroy me. So I got to stay focused on what I'm at. And I'm like, you know what? I, I totally get it because um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the one willing to actually go down those dark places. So uh, and that's I, I'm kind of yeah. I, I'm just going to let you know real quick. Uh, like I just discovered something today that I'm going to be uh, definitely exploring and posting. And I'm going to actually just create it, make a, a, an episode on the podcast just on this 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 recording that I listened to today. It's a 25 minute recording from um, a guy that I didn't know anything about. But what was his name? His name was uh, um, his name was David Goldberg, and he made this recording uh, one year ago in 2019. And he somehow or another, I think he's like a was in like a White House insider, White House insider guy. And he uh, for twenty he does this recording for twenty five minutes. I just listened to it, and it's 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 him reading and declass declassifying classified um, information that was uh, talking and discussing about what was going to take place over the next uh, year or two. You have to know over the next two years, and everything that he said in that freaking recording is everything that took place in in twenty twenty. And he said he's like it, the you know the you know this will start happening in in the early winter of twenty twenty, and you know the virus virus is going to be, you know, it's spent out and then the economy is going to be uh, forcefully crashed. And I'm just like, whoa, like this guy. And then after that recording, three days later, he was dead. So that um, and he said, like, listen, oh. I, he goes, I got to get this out to the world. He's like, I got it. He's like, I, you know, he's like, there's a black SUV in front of my house. Like, you know, I know, like, I'm probably being bugged right now. But he's like, I have to get this information out to the world. So I was like, Wow, it's it's a heavy duty 25 minute audio, and I'm just gonna slap it Dang. right on the um right on the freaking podcast, make it make it an episode, maybe throw in a couple of little cuts here and there for dialogue. But I think everybody needs to hear this thing, and it's um you know it's important. So that's and it's yeah, I mean it, it yeah. So I'll, I'll check that out, man. I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. I've never heard of that before. No, me neither. What's his name again? David Goldberg. So like, since I heard this thing, now like I'm digging. Of course, now it's Rabbit Hole City, and I'm I'm digging on all the stuff he was saying, and I'm and I'm seeing if it, if it matches up, and the people he was naming, and um, you know, he was basically saying it's all coming out of Israel. It, like you know, the Zionist, the, the whole New World Order is going to be, you know, it's like the, uh, Jerusalem's supposed to be the capital of the New World Order when this happens, and they're the ones that are um that this is coming from. So they, oh, you know what he said in this thing. That really got me uh, intrigued. He was saying how like they were starting to get very, very concerned and very, very um, worried about the the truth that was starting to get revealed on a massive scale. He was like, you know, normally we could deal with like the you know the one percent of the population that are, they know what's going on and they you know they try to share it, but nobody really pays attention. He's like, but now he's like these YouTube channels and these Instagram channels pages, um, these Twitter accounts. He's like, they're starting to really get a movement going and they're starting to really uh, influence um, uh, perception and people are starting to wake up to the truth and they're like, this cannot happen. We need to, um, we need to put a plan in place to, uh, to, to deal with this because it's, it's starting to get on a grand scale and if that happens, then we won't be able to control the population. They will resist and they will fight against us. We have yeah. to keep them controlled. We have to keep them in the dark. Um, and so that's what was like, wow. And you know how they were going about uh, getting to these people? They were setting up these shill accounts on YouTube that were part of their uh, operations to cre act like they were the truth sayers and they were going to give out truthful information and they were you know they weren't going to lie they weren't going to put out disinformation and what they were going to do is they were going to collect and all the people that subscribed to those channels and all the people that commented and all the people that liked this the post and they were going to collect all those names and that's how their database was going to be about all right these are the people that are a threat you know these are the people that have been exposed to the truth we've got to deal with them and, and, and part of dealing with them was creating this um this virus uh that was supposed to you know like that, that's part of the, the process of the virus so uh, that's i'm going to stop right there because like it's it's a really good uh, uh freaking 25 minutes of information yeah, yeah you're gonna bug like I, I i bugged and so now like my mission now is to dig and and, and corroborate this stuff and there's stuff in there i'm not going to mention yet because it, it, you know it's it's you got to hear it for yourself um, so yeah, that's where I'm at with this. And uh, it seems like, yeah, that all this stuff was planned and all this stuff is just kind of going according to plan. And, um, you know, you see it happen before our eyes. It's like, it, what's the next thing? What do you think the next thing is going to happen? 
like I mean, as far as like the next event, I'm thinking it's co- it's going to be the re- COVID part two is going to be in the fall. Someone else was mentioning that, and this is totally possible. Someone else was mentioning that it's highly possible that someone either on the protester side is going to like shoot a cop. You know, they've already done that, but like do it in like a public area where it's like really seen by the people. Or someone that's going to be posing as a cop is going to, uh, you know, cold blood shoot like a, a leader of a protester to create the super fucking um, reaction to get the entire world country to really try to retaliate and avenge this 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 uh, this death or this crime. And that's going to be the next phase to really ignite it further of the war. And I'm like, that's totally I could see that happening. I could see somebody pulling a stunt yeah. like that. And then you get the whole, you know, the emotional reactions and then the anger and the venge and then people just start going gangbusters. Now it's against, it's per, you know, it's, once again, it's, it's people against people. They need, the, they need people divided. They need us to be fighting and killing each other. That's how they win. Divide and conquer. So um, be on the lookout for that. Yeah, yeah I mean, it is very, very possible that someone, some one of these psychos can uh, give someone some money, like, go do this to this police. I saw police in Mexico get burnt. Did you see, have you seen that video? No, no. That video? Yeah, so this, uh, this guy goes up to a policeman. He's arguing like that. Put some sort of liquid on his back. Boom, lights the policeman on fire. The man's burning on fire. The other cops are there. So I think it's very likely that like someone could plan some sort of thing like that, man. And uh, honestly, it's, uh, I, oh. I, I, I think it may happen. I think it may honestly get worse by the time as we get closer to, to November. I mean, all this, all these crazy psychopathic, violent. They're they're not the freaking the peaceful protesters. They're the freaking paid anarchists. They're the freaking they're the you know the, the people that are behind all the violent like the people that are being paid to cause all these riots and destruction. And then people get caught up in it. But it's real easy to pay gang members to go kill a cop. They don't care. They'll do it for freaking for fun. You know, like now they're getting paid. Like like George Soros. Like he's been paying MS13 for for years. Well, there's a lot of black people out there that aren't buying into this there are a lot of black people saying this is not us this is not what we want and we're not this is this is a, a paid opposition that's making it look like it's us but we're it's not so that's good i think i think trump is like allowing this stuff to happen to expose letting them they expose themselves letting these mayors and these these dem, these liberal governors that all of a sudden one day they were freaking arresting and 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 blocking people from going to church on on sunday from going to the beach on the weekend and they were barricading the beaches and, and arresting people but now all of a sudden people are destroying cities and they're saying leave them leave the protesters alone they have a right to protest we don't want anybody encroaching on their protesting and you're like what like you motherfucker you, you this this chaos is now approved but like going to church and the beach was like forbidden like a month ago Get the fuck out of here so he's letting them yeah, yeah. expose themselves because people see it people are saying like wow this is funny like george floyd dies everybody gets to go to his funeral but my my freaking dad died i wasn't allowed to go to a funeral because we were under quarantine a lot of people are pissed about that like they were yeah, like i, I, I couldn't that. visit a loved one because of this bullshit but now everybody's allowed to go do this there's crowds and crowds of people like fucking gathering every social distancing yeah like that's now it's leave them alone like don't encroach on their protesting you're fucking you're out of your mind so people gotta wait and see that and i think that's why he's allowing all this chaos to continue because he seems to have just a very kind of off hands approach right now besides you know maybe put in the guard but like i think that's what's happening and even the black people and the other people are saying you know what like this isn't trump these are these motherfuckers that are fucking with us so they're gonna kill they're gonna bury yeah. themselves new york is a new york is a war zone like freaking it's like I mean, they destroyed manhattan they freaking they, you know like they, it's it's just like like la or and yeah it's bad like they, it's really bad thank god i'm not there like i'm so glad i left like i'm in south carolina now and man am i happy that i left it was like first i left over that you know the corona bullshit now uh i, I left over that shit and like i mean you you're clearly on board with corona being a complete scam hoax right you're on board with that uh, i mean people died and shit but it wasn't as powerful as people say it was it wasn't anything it wasn't anything like powerful. and then like the masks like what do you think about this whole fucking it's it's a symbol yeah. it's a symbol the mask it's a oh, symbol people of, wearing the mask people yeah. People are wearing the yeah, mask, I mean, what, like, still. Yeah, the thing is, people themselves don't even know why they, uh, they're they wearing the mask. Because masks, you know what I mean? Masks aren't going to help you not get sick. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Like, right. masks, a lot of people think masks are going to help them not get sick. But no, it's only helping the other person. 
And so right. people all over, like a lot of them in the world, a lot of them, if you tell them that, they're like, really? Like even my mom, my mom was like, oh, so I don't get sick. I was like, no, no, it's going to help you not get someone else sick. You know? Yeah. Like, oh. But but yeah, we're talking up, we're talking we're talking about like it's the summer now it's June it's ninety degrees outside it's it's people still wearing these things out in the middle of the sun where there's you know the coronavirus doesn't live in the heat yes, yet, yeah. and there's businesses that are actually still forcing employees to wear it forcing customers to wear it when they go in I I will refuse to go into anything that that says I can't like in other words if they're saying I have to wear it to go in and buy something I just leave because and I haven't yeah. had that problem because South Carolina is actually very um kind of just like laid back with that shit they don't fucking they don't subscribe to it and so yeah people just go out and do yeah. their thing that's what i was gonna say my, my corona experience is honestly different than like a lot of people's like, i was crazy especially because like i mean we're, we're good to go business is open like yeah you know so it's like it's just kind of weird because I, I never i didn't really experience like corona like that you know like Business wasn't shut for me, uh, fortunately, because it was online. And down here, very, very, very few people got it. And, you know, it was kind of minimal. That was the same for me yeah. in South Carolina. So yeah, same. Nobody yeah. was getting it. Businesses were going, and I was more than happy to be in that environment. But then seeing it uh, on, you know, seeing it happen online and all that stuff, and then being from New York and having all these New Yorkers that are that are fucking yeah. getting caught up in it. And now it's like now that we know it was a hoax because the numbers are out. It was a zero point zero four percent chance of dying from it. Um, Is so that now, what it was? yeah, zero point zero four percent chance. Yeah, the numbers are astronomically low, and and so now you're like, okay, now that we know it's a hoax. And now that we got these riots and nobody's following that stupid old rule, why are you still wearing the fucking mask? Like if the joke's over now, you could take it off. Like, but people, people still wearing it. And you're like, dude, you're like, uh, you're a couple months behind now. Like, sick. we're on race war now. Like, you got to get on to this cut chapter. <laughs> yeah. We're on the new events, man. Like that's yeah. Cronus. That, that's that's old news, man. We're on the we're on the race war. Yeah, come on, the summer hit now. It's, it's the riot wars. Anyway, brother, I uh, let's wrap this up. Um, I I appreciate you uh, f going through all these uh, technical difficulties, but um, where could uh, people find you and uh, get into the tribe and anything you want to plug for Azoth? Throw yeah. it out there. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. So if you guys want to follow uh, uh, follow Azoth on Instagram, you follow us at Seeking Seeking Azoth. Uh, like I said, we're building a tribe, so we're start promoting our Slack community. This upcoming week on Instagram, try to get people in there for our um, accountability group that we have. These uh, bracelets, JB's in there. But um, yeah, man. Besides that, I appreciate, I appreciate, appreciate you having me on, dude. Yeah. We've been talking about this for a while, so it was a lot of fun. Man. Yeah, you're my boy, you're my man, and uh, I'll be having you back. So uh, Jesse Pistol Kachi, thank you for joining me. All right, man. Thanks appreciate for joining. Be good. I'll see you. Yep.